This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of Edge Microactive Pre-Emergent Herbicide. The heartbeat of Saskatchewan is agriculture, and 620 CKRM is proud to be your voice for everything ag. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with your host, Ryan Young. Good afternoon. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today on this Friday, and it's brought to you by the Arcola Co-op. You're at home here on Highway 13 in Arcola. And brought to you by Mendeco. Talk to your Mendeco dealer or visit Mendeco.com to learn more about Mendeco land rollers and tillage equipment. Today, this week saw grain markets rise, and Adam Bacallo with PI Financial weighed in on why and provided his outlook for next week. Some reaction to updated regulations for gene-edited crops in Canada is featured for today. And we'll hear from Derek Allen, the second winner of the 620 CKRM Country Cookout. The farm weather is in its usual spot at the bottom of the hour. This is Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Ryan Young. Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Johnston's Grain, your first and last stop for grain pricing and crop protection, and Municipal Hail Insurance. Crop insurance at cost. See municipalhail.ca. Grain markets this week perform better than expected. PI Financial Commodity Futures Advisor Adam McCullough says the Canola July contract was as low as $693.10 on Monday, but rebounded to around 735 while the July Minneapolis week contract was up by 30 cents a bushel to 828 for the week. Bacallo says uncertainty around the Russia-Ukraine Black Sea grain deal and other commodity prices surging were some factors. On the wheat front, uh, it seems like we are seeing a reversal in all three wheat contracts. Escalating tensions in the Black Sea region has really traders uh, uncertain if the safe corridor that allows Ukraine to export crops through the Black Sea will be extended beyond May. Uh, wheat in much of the European Union has seen favorable conditions so far this spring. Uh, the U.S. Department of Agriculture next week will issue its first global estimates for the 23-24 season. So that's something that traders are going to definitely be watching for next week. And on the canola front, uh, one of the reasons why we're seeing kind of a strong resurgence here is there has been uh, a surge in palm oil overnight here. Uh, and really outside kind of forces have turned positive for the canola front with uh, July soybeans closing kind of higher here recently. Uh, same with, again, the soybean oil and then the palm oil too. So uh, canola might kind of get back up to around that 750 area on the July contract. And I think this might give uh, producers maybe the opportunity to be hedging some new crop uh, on the January and, and November contracts kind of in those further out months. He says current events in Ukraine affects wheat more. I would say this week, definitely on the on the wheat front, that's kind of a huge uh, a huge component with uh, the drone strike on the Kremlin this week and Ukraine saying it it wasn't them, uh, and then that's when there was supposed to be a meeting today with both sides in in Moscow today. Actually, I, I don't believe that uh, is happening now. So uh, again, just adding those types of tensions, uh, seeing the spikes in the in the wheat market, but. Honestly, I've seen this happen before, escalating tensions, grain markets rally, 
and then something happens over the weekend overnight and, and grain markets fall back down. So uh, I'm definitely being proactive in talking with clients about uh, protecting some of their new crop prices, especially if, if they're not sold very much. So it's something I will definitely be talking to clients next week about. And, and those that are interested, uh, feel free to visit my website, prairiecommodities.com. Bacallo gave his outlook for next week. Well, next week, I think traders, again, will be watching the uh, the USDA report is one to kind of give some give some signs for maybe where kind of the, the global production and, and supply are. And that might set the tone kind of next week. That's Adam Piccolo, a, commu- a commodity futures advisor with PI Financial. Back to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with Ryan Young on 620 CKRM. This segment of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Prairie 6 Inch. For Prairie 6 Inch Eavestroff size matters. So see Prairie 6 Inch Eavestroff, your farm shop specialist. PrairieEavestroff.ca. And we'll get into a little bit more detail on the Russia Ukraine Black Sea grain deal as the agreement between the two countries will end in two weeks. Grain shipments through the Black Sea have dropped off dramatically over the last several weeks, according to the according to Jade Delafray, global media manager for Argus Agriculture, based in London. We're seeing the rate of inspections decrease. The number of vessels leaving Ukraine's deep sea ports drop. In the last week, there were only six vessels leaving through the corridor. This is sharply down from where we were a few months ago. The peak was reached back in September 2022, when in a single week more than 55 vessels were able to leave Ukraine's ports. Even though news on the Black Sea Corridor can move wheat prices up or down, Delafray says global wheat supplies are more than adequate, with surplus stocks in the European Union, Russia and Australia. In a worst-case scenario, the world would stand to lose about 10 million tons of wheat exports from Ukraine. But in this instance, because of strong ending stocks expected in the EU, in Russia and in Australia, those three places could ramp up exports sufficiently to offset the loss of Ukrainian volumes in this worst-case scenario. Ukraine farmers will see less land for a second straight year while the war with Russia drags on. When we look at the spring planting progress, which is obviously is, is underway, so it's, it's still early days, but the pace is generally below where it was in previous years. And in the case of spring barley, for example, the um, ideal typical planting window actually comes to an end pretty soon. Around mid-May mark, normally farmers are done planting spring barley. So we're well below where we were in previous years. On corn, we're also delayed. There are multiple factors behind the delay. Uh, weather, unfavorable weather with a lot of rain is, is part of the explanation. She goes on to say, Overall for 23-24, we have our own winter and spring wheat estimates put together across the winter and the spring wheat crops. We expect Ukraine to produce 16.34 million tons. But all in all, it could take years for Ukraine to regain its previous place in global agricultural markets should the conflict come to an end. Jay Delafray is the global media manager for Argus Agriculture based in London. You're listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Ryan Young. 
Now today's Ag Review with Doug Falconer of GX94, brought to you by Karst Holdings in Assiniboia and Schlamp's Integra Tire in Grenfell, your locally owned Integra Tire dealers. After making a major change to the way it compiles data, Statistics Canada is reviewing the timing of its traditional April seeding intentions report. The 2023 report, released last week, was based on a farmer survey conducted from December to January. In the past, the April acreage estimates were based on a survey done just a few weeks earlier in late March. A Statistics Canada spokesman says the data in the April 26th report was not adjusted to account for variables which may have changed between the time of collection and the time of release. He says the agency maintained the historical April release date to ensure it had enough time to address any issues that arose from the change in methodology. He adds the Agriculture Division will be reassessing the timing of next year's seeding intentions release. Canada Malting Company, the largest Canadian malt supplier, has completed the addition of a new adjuncts processing facility and bagging line. It says this will allow for greater quality control and product modification capabilities to better serve craft brewers and distillers. Part of Canada Malting Company's portfolio includes unmalted adjuncts such as flaked oats, rye, wheat and rice which are used to add unique haze, body and flavor characteristics to beer. Construction on the new facility, located in Calgary, began in 2021. The equipment was installed in the summer of 2022 and initial commissioning began in October with testing conducted over the following six months. All systems are now operational and processes have been fine-tuned to achieve quality adjuncts that meet brewer specifications. One of the biggest U.S. meat packers is creating an internal company to clean some of its processing plants after a private sanitation firm JBS USA employed was accused of hiring children for dangerous work. The launch shows the complexities involved in replacing Packers Sanitation Services, a firm that contracts to clean slaughterhouses. In February, the U.S. government says Packers Sanitation Services paid $1.5 million U.S. in penalties for employing more than 100 underage teenagers at meat plants across eight states. The new company, JBS Sanitation, will immediately begin the transition to cleaning 10 JBS USA facilities which produce beef and pork. JBS Sanitation will also do in-house cleaning for Pilgrim's Pride Corporation and create hundreds of union jobs. JBS USA is the North American unit of Brazil's JBS SA, which also owns most of Pilgrim's Pride. French agricultural cooperative Lima Grain has offered to buy the 28.78% of Villemorin it does not already own in a deal that values one of the world's biggest seed suppliers at 1.43 billion euros. Villemorin's board said it would recommend the offer to its shareholders. After falling sharply at the start of Russia's full-scale invasion of major grain exporter Ukraine, Vilmorin's shares have yet to regain pre-war levels. Lima Grain says taking Vilmorin private would make it easier to make long-term investment decisions in a highly competitive industry 
and an uncertain economic climate. Vilmorin bills itself as the world's largest player in vegetable seeds. Its U.S. arm, Vilmorin Mikado USA, also handles the company's vegetable seed sales in Canada. Vilmorin competes in seeds with the likes of Bayer and Syngenta, whose owner Sinochem wants to list the Swiss-based firm in Shanghai. The New Brunswick government is moving ahead with plans to expand the province's wild blueberry industry by granting 20 leases to land formerly used as a military weapons range near Trakady. The former Trakady range was used by the military between 1939 to 1994 and was turned over to the province in 1997. About 11% of the area has now been set aside to develop wild blueberries. New Brunswick is only one of five places in the world where wild blueberries are grown and commercially produced. And that's today's Ag Review. I'm Doug Falconer. It's your agri-weather forecast on the voice of Saskatchewan, 620 CKRM. The official 620 CKRM farm weather is brought to you by Shepherd Realty in Regina, specializing in farm and ranch real estate in Saskatchewan. Call Harry, Justin, or Devin at 352-1866. And Moose Jaw Truck Shop, the number one choice for any diesel engine repair. Drop in, no appointment necessary, or visit moosejawtruckshop.com. Today, sunny, then turning partly cloudy this afternoon. Winds from the east at 20, gusting up to 60 kilometers an hour this afternoon, and a high of 19 degrees. Tonight, partly cloudy, then clearing up before the morning. Winds from the east still at 30, gusting to 50 kilometers an hour, low is 8 degrees. Tomorrow, increasing cloudiness in the morning. Winds from the east at 30, gusting to 50, high of 18 degrees. Tomorrow night, there will be some rain with a low of 8 degrees. On Sunday, cloudy, high of 18, the low 7. Monday, cloudy, also the same temperatures, high 18, the low 7. Tuesday, partly cloudy, high of 20, the low 8. Wednesday, partly cloudy, high of 22 degrees, the low 9. And Thursday, partly cloudy, and a high of 25. Normal highs are 17 degrees, the normal low is 2. Sun rose at 527 this morning. And the sun will be setting at 8.25 tonight. The hot spot in Saskatchewan is a tie between Maple Creek and Uranium City. Both are at 22 degrees. Cold spot is in Hudson Bay at 10. Looking around the province, Estevan is at 17. Weyburn also 17. Saskatoon at 15. Swift Current 18. And in Yorkton, 15. In Regina, it's partly cloudy, winds from the east at 34 kilometers an hour, temperature is at 17 degrees, that is 63 Fahrenheit, humidity at 35%, barometric pressure at 101.6, and falling. In Moose Jaw, mostly sunny, winds from the east at 28, gusting up to 41 kilometers an hour, and the temperature at 17 degrees. Once again in Regina, partly cloudy, east wind at 34 and the temperature is at 17 degrees. Back in a moment. You're tuned to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today on the Voice of Saskatchewan, 620 CKRM. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by McDougal Auctioneers. Get fair market value for your assets with an online auction through McDougal Auctioneers. McDougalAuctions.com And brought to you by Pattison Liquid Systems, experts in liquid fertilizer distribution. 
Fertilizer's just better when it's wetter. Pattison Liquid Systems, expect the best. Earlier this week, another hurdle was cleared for the use of gene-edited crops when the Canadian Food Inspection Agency set a path forward for the technology. This is in line with Health Canada's decision one year ago, and now that all, now all that remains is clearing gene-edited plants as livestock feed. Many in the agriculture sector believe gene editing will eventually lead to higher-yielding varieties with improved drought, insect, and disease resistance. However, not everyone is convinced. Lucy Sharat is the coordinator of the Canadian Biotechnology Action Network. Its members include organic farmers and the National Farmers Union. She believes the agency is giving companies a blank check. The Canadian Food Inspection Agency has decided essentially to give a blank check to gene-edited seeds if they have no foreign DNA. And that means that those seeds will be put on the market without any independent government safety assessment. Companies will do their own assessment. If there's a problem, of course, they'll bring it to the CFIA's attention or ask the CFIA to give it a review. But we think that at the very least, the seeds should pass by the desk of somebody at the federal government because what will happen now is that companies can put some of these gene-edited seeds, these genetically engineered seeds, onto the market without necessarily letting anyone know. We think it's not transparent if you're asking companies to disclose that in fact some companies may not want to disclose their seeds are gene-edited. This continues to be a controversial technology, and it may be that some companies just keep their technology behind their seeds to themselves. Sharat says the gene-editing technology needs to be looked at further by the federal government. Because any of these processes of genetic engineering can, in fact, introduce unintended effects. And those need to be looked for, and they need to be looked for carefully. They may not have an impact, they may not be a problem, but in fact, when you genetically engineer a seed, even using gene editing, you can create unwanted impacts in the organism, and these could end up being an environmental or even health hazard. They may not be, and the government at the moment is saying that they trust and expect plant breeders to do all the work necessary to make sure there are no unintended effects. But in fact, from our experience, even thus far with gene editing, we know that there are questions that are not being asked and that not all companies are looking to even find out if there's foreign DNA left in the seed. We already see examples of this. So we just think there needs to be government oversight at a minimum that the CFI needs to still have authority over these seeds through safety assessment. And it's not that the CFI would be blocking these seeds if they were to regulate them. It just means the federal government would know better what the science is behind the seeds and would know better what actually is happening in the marketplace. She noted organic farmers have been vocal with their concerns because the organic standards prohibit the use of genetically engineered seeds, including gene editing. So the federal government has proceeded with this change to regulatory guidance, knowing that organic farmers need to be able to identify where gene edited seeds are so they don't inadvertently purchase any of those seeds, 
but also it's going to make it much more costly and complicated to be an organic farmer if there are a lot more gene-edited seeds that are released onto the market and some of them are undisclosed, unidentified, it's going to increase the costs, it's going to increase the complexity, and it's going to introduce uncertainty in the marketplace if consumers don't know what's happening and if they're concerned about finding food that's not gene-edited. So, in fact, it could also impact conventional farmers if there are governments, which there are in the moment, around the world who still regulate gene-edited seeds. There's an uneven situation happening now across the world where many farmers, organic or not, will still need to know which seeds are gene-edited. And maybe in the short term, that can easily be sorted out and identified. In the long term, it's going to get more and more complicated, more difficult for every farmer. This isn't about stopping innovation. Like The organic farming organizations have been very clear that they just want to be able to farm organically. They, they're not trying to stop anybody from using gene-edited seeds. They just want to know where those seeds are. That is Lucy Sharat, coordinator of the Canadian Biotechnology Action Network. It is a coalition of groups that are concerned about regulations for gene-edited crops. You're listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Ryan Young. This segment of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Dengelman Industries. Look to Dengelman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered tough equipment on the market. And Arcola Building Supplies, small town lumberyard, big on service. ArcolaBuildingSupplies.com Derek and Krista Allen of Davidson are the latest winners of the 620 CKRM Country Cookout this spring. Their mixed operation is just south of Davidson, which Derek says keeps his family very busy. Yeah, so our uh, farm is obviously a family farm, like most farms around now in Saskatchewan, I guess. My grandpa started farming back in the probably the late 30s and 40s, and my dad took over, and now me and my brother are on the farm now. It's a, a mixed operation. We have grain and also cattle. So, uh, yeah, no, it keeps us pretty busy throughout the year. What are your uh, seeding intentions for this year? Uh, so our seeding intentions this year is uh, we're going to seed a lot of canola, like uh, I think most uh, Saskatchewan farmers plan or plan to do, and the uh, price was what it was at. Um, it's kind of going down now, so I don't know if that'll change a lot of guys' seeding plans or not, but uh, our plan is to seed a lot of canola. Uh, derm is also another uh, another commodity we grow a lot of, and uh, lentils and flax. Um, we are going to dabble into it again a little bit this year, but uh, our, our acres with the lentils and flax are definitely going to be down. It's going to be more uh, derm and canola all this year a little bit of barley for the cattle and stuff like that but most of the barley we grow is either uh, silage variety or, or feed variety for the for the cows and on the other side how is calving this year calving was good uh, we tend to calve uh, february 1st so it's uh definitely a little bit more work when you're calving in the elements of uh, february march saskatchewan winters um but yeah like th- this winter is definitely better than the last two uh uh, the last couple winters, we had, it was, we had some stretches of minus 30, 35 weather for two, three weeks, and it's pretty time-consuming. But this year, the weather was uh, somewhat more cooperative. We didn't have those long stretches. And, uh, yeah, no, it went, uh, for the most part, it went pretty good. It was it was good. Awesome stuff. And what's it looking like in your fields? Is, does it look like it's uh, ready to go for seeding? 
Well, yeah, in the in the Davidson area, there's uh, definitely definitely guys seeding now. We haven't uh, on our farm here started quite yet. Plan is either I don't know maybe Saturday Sunday or for sure Monday we'll uh, get in the field and get going. There's definitely more water laying around in the area than the last couple of years. It's been pretty dry here, and uh, yeah, but no, it's good to it's good to see the water. And like I said, it's I ain't gonna bother me going around the odd slough here and there. So no, it's good it's good to see the moisture. That's Derek Allen. Him and his wife, Krista, were the latest winners of the 620 CKRM Country Cookout. Here's the market updates with Ryan Young on 620 CKRM. Market update is brought to you by Sask Pork, working on behalf of Saskatchewan hog producers and our community. Grain prices at Viterra were showing upward movement in early trading today. Durham is up seven, or rather down $7.35 at 418.98. Canola is up $17.60 at $728.12. And number one red spring wheat was up $5.36 at $368.40. Rest were unchanged. Feed barley $347.58. Chickpeas $1058.22. Flax $541.98. Lentils $781.50. Oats $210.32. Yellow peas $401.22. And feed wheat $289.55. On the Minneapolis Grain Exchange, hard red spring wheat for July is up 16 and a quarter cents to $8.28 and one quarter cents a bushel. It's the Livestock Reports on the Voice of Saskatchewan, 620 CKRM. Livestock quotes are brought to you by the Weyburn Livestock Exchange. Call Weyburn Livestock, 842-4574. Now, the Livestock Quotes. This is Grant Barnett with the Market Report. Heartland Livestock here in Moose Jaw. Just under 500 on offer at our Thursday regular sale. This is the last one. regular sale is on May 11th. Then we move to Tuesday starting May 16th. Cow market looked a little lower with lots of volume showing up here just before seeding. Good, big, strong, high-yielding cows. 137 to 144. Sales to 159.60 on really top, top-end cows. Medium hay-fed cows, 128 to 139. Shellier cows are a little lower. Good bulls, 145 to 62. Sales to 167 and 50. Last pre-sort of the spring is Tuesday, May 9th. With all yearlings to be here by 2 p.m. for pre-sorting. For more market information, give Heartland Moose Jaw a call at 692-2385. This is Grant Barnett reporting. Let's have one great afternoon. The latest Saskatchewan pork prices are at $188.92 per CKG. Coming up, the Resource Report. This is the Saskatchewan Resource Report on 620 CKRM. Here's Ryan Young. Now the Resource Report, brought to you by Farm Fresh Water. They'll make your well water wonderful and your dugout drinkable. Get your Farm Fresh Water today at farmfreshwater.ca. And Mazank Fuels, your local branded Petro-Canada wholesaler for over 40 years. Fill up the tank, call Mazank, 306-721-6667. A Conservative MP is calling Imperial Oil's communication lag after a release of tailings from a mine in northern Alberta a failure that has to be fixed. The comments from Greg McLean, a member of the House Environment Committee, come as Environment Canada has opened an investigation into whether Imperial Oil broke federal laws with two releases of tailings from its Curl Oil Sands mine. At the time the first release was discovered, both Imperial and the Alberta Energy Regulator failed to keep area First Nations and responsible governments updated even after it realized the seepage contained tailings. 
New Democrat Heather McPherson, also a member of the Environment Committee, is welcoming the investigation, saying it is a step in the right direction to holding the company accountable. The economy added 41,000 jobs last month, with all of the gains coming in part-time work. Statistics Canada says the job gains were led by the wholesale and retail trade industry. The agency reports the unemployment rate held steady at 5% for the fifth consecutive month. That's just above the all-time low of 4.9% reached last summer. On the markets, the TSX is up 276 points at 20,514. The Dow is up 421 points to 33,549. Oil is up $2.93 at $71.49 per barrel. And the Canadian dollar is at 74.60 cents U.S. And that's the Resource Report. If you missed any segment of the show, tune in to the on-demand Saskatchewan Agriculture Today podcast. Brought to you by Gowan Canada. Gowan Canada understands the challenges growers face and takes pride in finding effective crop protection solutions. Visit GowanCanada.com to learn more. And that's Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. I'm Ryan Young. Have a nice day. You've been listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with Ryan Young on 620 CKRM. If you missed any of the broadcast, download the podcast now online at 620CKRM.com. Saskatchewan Agriculture Today, following the 12 o'clock news, on your voice for everything ag, 620 CKRM.